Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A Sports Live, the crossover edition, streaming live on YouTube and Facebook, hosted by none other than your man Will Skywalker still and Zach and Austin of A to Z Sports Nashville Cowboys Nation. What's good, fellas? Welcome to the Cowboys side of things, and uh, hopefully... I am welcome well on the Nashville side of things. We're not enemies, but today we are. But today we are. <laughs> what we were trying to create this for, right, Zach? You know, the dream, the vision of doing these crossover streams uh, whenever the A to Z teams uh, play each other. So this is going to be a lot more, a lot of fun today as uh, the Titans. Uh, and the Cowboys play in Nashville. So, Will, thanks for uh, for jumping on with us and doing this thing all together. Uh, Zach, how's your morning going today? Yeah, well, and Will, you know, we've shown up unlike the Titans tonight. Yeah. So, we're, 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 we're here, baby. We're not on IR. We're not out. We're not doubtful. You're we're not resting. No, no rest no. for y'all. No, I appreciate that. Man. No, appreciate no rest. We are ready for tonight. It's a primetime game. And I will say, as a uniform connoisseur, I cannot wait for the Cowboys' icy whites. I think these Fe- things are going to be Listen, sick. a lot of people like the 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 uh, Thanksgiving Day uniform. I think these are going to be the best ones to date. These ones, and I like the uh, Color Rush. I like the Color Rush jerseys. But these ice cold ones are going to be fire. Yes, I did do that uh, punish type of thing right there. <laughs> well, man, we're, we're excited to be on uh, a joint platform talking about Titans-Cowboys primetime game. We got a lot to discuss, and I think the best part is the merging of communities. We got Cowboy fans, Titans fans, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you watch the show. And uh, we're excited to, to get this party started, as they say, on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a great show today. Talking about this Titans Cowboys game officially. Uh, the game will kick off tonight, 7 15 Central Time. I know Zach and I will have our Titan Game Day live pregame show 30 minutes before kickoff at 6 45. Oh, Will, what time are you guys going live for your Dallas pregame? We'll be on about 6.15 Central, and we'll take you all the way up to kickoff. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a lot of busy uh, stuff going on. Buck Rising will be live on the national side of things this afternoon for his uh, Titan game day pregame show as well uh, before he heads to the stadium. So uh, the good thing is, guys, it's like 60 degrees today in Nashville where it's been frigid uh, over the last week or so. So that's good. Uh, But the bad thing is, the Titans are down a lot of guys. Uh, and so I heard a couple stats this morning that we'll talk about with the Titans roster. So if you're uh, the betting type, uh, then I would lean heavy on the Cowboys uh, tonight. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. But uh, speaking of the betting type, we'll go ahead and get this started and thank all of our sponsors because we've got a lot of great sponsors that make uh, our A to Z Nashville morning show go and great sponsors that make the A to Z Dallas morning show go as well. So I'll start it off with our Nashville partners, BetMGM. You download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports and you get a risk-free bet on pro football. So that's Tennessee only, though, guys. 
Uh, so unfortunately, if you're outside the state, bummer there. So, you know, we're knocking on wood. Maybe a Texas can get their stuff together <clears throat> at some point there. But so use that code A to Z sports when you download the BetMGM app. Also, thanks to Wilson County Hyundai, uh, WilsonCountyHyundai.com for your new car buying process. Uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, if you're hurt like the Titans, you need somewhere to go and somewhere you can trust, BoneandJointTN.org. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service for your health plans, FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans for a free case consultation. If you're injured in a car wreck, call them at 800-800-4600. Uh, that are, those are our Nashville partners for our morning show. So, uh, Will, you can thank yours now too. Yeah, Boston Scientific, guys, you know how it is over here. Visit edcure.org to get the facts and find a urologist who can offer treatment options that work best for you. Again, that's edcure.org. Shout out to Boston Scientific. And later on, we will open up those phone lines, the Pulse of the Nation phone lines. Listen, Nashville, if you're not used to this, get used to it. Call in. Let's hear from you, okay? And those Pulse of the Nation phone lines are brought to you by the Cochran Firm. Our guys, Larry and Brian, down at the Cochran Firm, have been protecting and serving this DFW area since 2005. It's still the holidays. There's still crazy drivers out there. So if you get into any accidents, make sure you hit them up at 1-800-THE-FIRM or CochranTexas.com. All right. So, Will, guys, uh, I don't know. I heard this stat this morning because, you know, we, this game, the result doesn't really matter for the Titans at all. We'll talk about what it means for the Cowboys. But I heard this stat this morning that, 22 of the 53 guys on the Titans active roster are from the Titans practice squad or somebody else's practice squad. That's the state of affairs that this Titans team is in. They've played 84 guys so far this season uh, through their 15 games, and they're going to keep adding new faces because they flat out have to. Uh, and so there's a lot of guys that are out uh, for the Titans today that they ruled out yesterday. Uh, in, including, you know, guys like Jeffrey Simmons is out. Uh, Danico Autry is doubtful. Uh, Ryan Tannehill continues to be out. Derrick Henry is doubtful. The offensive line, half of it or over half of it is on IR. And so there's a lot of guys out today. Uh, so eight overall are out. Two guys doubtful, including Derrick Henry. And so we don't really know what to expect from this Titans roster with Malik Willis starting his fourth game of his career. But it's pretty depleted. So uh, I don't know what this means for the Cowboys or how excited this makes Cowboys fans, but this Titans team might look like a preseason roster when they kick off tonight. I was about to say, it sounds like a preseason roster. And, yeah. and what it means for the Cowboys, it means that they should put up a lot of points and get a lot of sacks and do all the things that you should do against a depleted team, man. The Cowboys side of things, really only Leighton Vanderesh is ruled out. Uh, but they may decide to rest Tony Pollard, and they may decide to rest Micah Parsons, and that's where a lot of Cowboys fans are looking at. Because they look at, you know, I got the list up here, everybody that's out for the Titans, and people are saying, well, the Cowboys should, you know, sit players that are, are, are ailing or dealing with injuries, but also the Cowboys are playing still for the division. So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, and the fact that you're playing on Thursday makes this a tough decision for Cowboys uh, staff because if they lose – not saying that they should lose, then it's over. But if they win, then they can still play for the division, depending what happens on Sunday. Yeah, and look, the Eagles, after that huge win, that was a great game uh, last Saturday uh, afternoon. And the Titans, you know, the Titans, they couldn't take care of business, but the Cowboys did. And that sets up, you know, the Cowboys uh, of still backdooring their way into 
a possible number one seed, which is wild if the Eagles kind of sputter and, you know, the unknown of Jalen Hurts. So you're telling me there's a chance. I still think that there's a chance. And the, you know, the Cowboys have got to take care of their business tonight right. to, to kind of put that aside and then concentrate on maybe what the Eagles can do over the weekend. But, uh, you know, prime position, the Titans are scrapping and clawing for their playoff lives. The Cowboys are in a comfortable position, but that's because of the games that they won earlier in the season with Cooper Rush when Dak went down. You know, looking 100%. back at those, how big were those games that he came in and and that winning streak that that the Cowboys were on early? It's paying off now like yeah. the season. Yeah, it, without those wins, you're talking about fighting probably for a, a, a wild card. Well, it's going to be a wild card anyway, but you're talking about fighting for probably six or seven uh, seed, even if you go two and two, right? As opposed to, was it four and one? If you go two and three, you take away two of these wins, now you're, you're down there with the, the Giants and whatnot. So, yeah, those those games were huge for Cooper Rush to come in and kind of just keep the, the ship afloat, right? And the defense was playing at a different level at that time. Hopefully the Cowboys can get that defense back, but that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. Uh, is What about Parsons? Is Parsons going to play tonight? Because I don't know if Cowboys fans know this, but the Titans have the worst left tackle in the sport <laughs> of professional football. And you can include the Canadian Football League in that. If you want to include the XFL, Dennis Daly is terrible at his job. He's already given up 12 sacks oh uh, this goodness. season and has a pressure rate that's twice as high as the league average that he allows. So it's, it's awful guys. And, and ha- like he had, a, he gave up a sack last week where he didn't even move and it allowed the edge rusher to just get a free shot on Malik Willis on a third down. So Micah Parsons, I don't know what the sack record is for sacks in a game, uh, but you know, he, he might have an opportunity to press for that. If he, if he wants to, That's right? if he wants to do that, he probably could. I don't know that that they play him that long to do it. You know, I don't even <laughs> yeah, know if they right? play him, and I didn't know that. And it's crazy because I usually look into that exact stat, but I knew y'all got you guys were down your left tackle already. I knew Nicholas Petit for rare, Frere, Frere, yeah, Nicholas' yeah. little brother. I think that's what it means. In, in we call, call him NPF. No, you're right. It's right. the easiest it thing. NPF. NPF, yeah, but the, it does mean little brother in yeah. French. I Shout out to my guy Vosh. He calls him Nicholas' little brother. Um, so, you know, it, he's not he's playing. about to be little brother tonight. He yeah. has not been good either, like, and, but he's out. So we're, we're, we're talking right. about two backups against this pass rush that I don't know that you need Micah. Now for me, I'm not about resting all these players. You know, I think the Cowboys need to continue to build momentum. That's what Dak Prescott said. However, I, I do understand the situation tonight. Right. And, and if there was. Cowboys Nation, let me ask you the question. If there was one guy to rest today between Tony Pollard and Michael Parsons, who would you rest? Ooh, that's a good question. You know that what is mean? a really because good question. I'm not saying you rest everybody, but I'm pretty sure you got to use some common sense. TP's relying on it. You know, he has a thigh situation right now. So he's your explosive weapon out the backfield. Michael Parsons is Michael Parsons. But if it was up to me, I think I'd rest Michael. I think I'd rest Michael. Worst tackles on that side of the ball. I don't think you're going to need Micah to get after Malik Willis, who we'll get to in a second. So I would rest Micah. Yeah, but that's easy work for Micah, right? He, he's basically just going to go rush the passer. And, you know, the, the the strain on his body will be very less. Pollard's going to have to get hit, right? I mean, he's going to get tackled. So I, I actually, I think Micah, you play him because, again, I – 
Austin cannot, and I cannot state how bad Dennis Daly truly is. Mm. And so I would put Micah Parsons against Daly every single snap, play him two and a half quarters, and then Cowboys may be up by enough points where you could pull him there. But I actually, you know, I play Parsons because of the matchup. Pollard, I, I mean, and I watch all the Cowboys games. Pollard has been electric yes. all season. You talk about big plays that those those massive plays, the massive game-changing plays, or at least field-switching plays, that's what Pollard does. And I think he's so he's so unique and featured within this offense of the switch-up of Zeke, and he helps Dak out so much that I, I would play Parsons because of the matchup and rest Pollard because of the value. See, I, I probably go the opposite way because I, this Titans offense, it can't score points regardless of who's rushing Malik Willis in the offensive line. And, and they don't have anybody at wide receiver. Like I mentioned earlier, 22 of the 53-man guys on this roster are from the Titans practice squad or somebody else's practice squad. Uh, and that's just ridiculous. That's a crazy uh, stat there. But, uh, you know, if you if Parsons is, I guess, who is more important for the Cowboys to go shoot for a Super Bowl? Is it Parsons being fully ready to go yes. or Pollard being fully ready to go? So I'm sitting the guy who's more important there because, you know, you can pull a running back in the third quarter and, and not, you know, worry about it if the game's over by then. But there's no reason to play Mark, Micah Parsons if the Titans offense cannot put together 20 points plus by itself. The, the who's same the is, third string running back for the Cowboys, Will? Malik Davis, who who that, that that's a guy that, a lot of Cowboys fans like, and, and we would not mind seeing Malik Davis and, and, and Ezekiel Elliott tonight kind of carry the load. However, we'll get to your your run defense is, is respectable run defense, but half your damn team's out. So I don't know if it's going to run But, but <laughs> for Micah, though, to, to be fair to your point, Zach, Micah's banged up like most football players are banged up, but he doesn't have like lower body extremities that are, that are the issue, right? It's not like it's a groin, a thigh, or whatever that's messing him up. Right now, it's a hand. So, you know, if he goes out... I saw that on his post. It was wrapped. uh, Because, unfortunately, it looked like his dog passed away. But I saw that. I mean, it was swollen. It is swollen. His fingers were swollen. I was listening to some reports. It sounds like it's it's, it's pretty swollen. However, it's not like getting off the ball would be an issue. It would be using that hand to to fight with hand technique, maybe swiping at the the ball at the quarterback, uh, bringing him down. But... I just wouldn't risk him, man. If, yeah, if, Micah Parsons can get past Dennis Daly without his hands. It doesn't matter. Right. It, so it, it doesn't matter. The I old Patrick Willis club back yeah. in the day, yes. you know, where <laughs> yeah, a weapon. <laughs> so, we, so I was going to ask you this, Will, before we dive into you know, because I think this kind of leads us to our first overall topic here. How realistic and what's the temperature for Cowboys fans on? the ability to get the, the division title from the Eagles? Like, is it something that Cowboys fans are hoping for? Is it a, is they actually think they can gun for it? Or is it just a, Hey, the five seeds fine. You know, you're going to play the bucks or what, whoever else terrible wins the NFC South in that first weekend. Does it matter about the East or is it just about being ready to go in wildcard weekend? Yeah, I think the temperament is that the Cowboys are pretty much settled in five, and Cowboy fans are are coming to the understanding, hey, they're most likely going to get the fifth seed. Anything other than that is icing on the cake, right? When they the Eagles start off thirteen to one, you're ten and four at that point. Yeah. Uh, 
you figure, okay, it is what it is. You're, you're, you're playing for seed five. But the fat lady ain't sung yet. So me personally, and I know Cowboy fans kind of feel the same way. If, if you get the number one seed, you're talking about getting an extra week to rest these guys that we're talking about that, that could use that rest. And then you're playing at home where the Cowboys haven't lost since week one. They won eight in a row at home. They average over 30 points per game at home. So I don't think you can scoff at the idea of playing at home and getting that number one seed. The, the, is it realistic? The, the percentage is probably lower than 10, right? I mean, they just have to win one game of these next two or you have to drop one of the two. But uh, I don't know if it's realistic, but I do know the Cowboys players and the staff should still be shooting for it as long as it's available to shoot for. Yeah, well, I think got, the Cowboys – go ahead, Zach. You got well, I was going to say, you got the wild card. You know, your, your first-round playoff games against the Bucks. you get redemption. The Bucks are terrible. I watch all the Bucks games. They are brutally bad. They are as bad as the Titans are. Both yeah. teams very bad. And so, and even if the Bucs don't make it, you play, I think the Panthers or maybe the Saints, I guess they would be in the, the hunt. You know, you sit there and the Cowboys, the first seed, and the Titans know this, they both got punched out last year. The Packers and the Titans got punched out the first game they played in the playoffs. I value for the Cowboys' sake, and look, the Titans are in a completely different situation because their starting quarterback is hurt. I value momentum going into the playoffs. Look at the 49ers last year and the run they made to the NFC Championship game because of momentum. And I think Dallas right now has some momentum off of the heels of that Eagles win. They, I think, are going to win tonight against the Titans. Then the last game of the, the season against the Commanders right into the playoffs. I think that's valued for this Cowboys team. There's, that's always the the discussion, right? Going into the playoffs, do you want to rest or, or do you want to carry that that momentum going into it? And I don't ever, I don't ever think there's really a wrong answer there. I just think it depends on your team. Um, and and I, I'm not mad at that either, you know. And think about this for a second. I think I talked about this uh, yesterday with um, Vach, maybe. But if you if you beat Tom Brady in round one, I don't care how bad the 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 Bucks are. I don't care. If you beat Tom Brady in round one, it's kind of that old Steve Young, get the monkey off your back situation, right? Where, hey, we beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of Kirk Cousins. I'm afraid of <laughs> Jalen Hurts. I'm afraid of whoever, Brock Purdy? No. So there, there may be something to that. I, I go out, beat Tampa, Tampa Tom in Tampa, and carry that momentum. I ain't mad at that at all. I guess the main thing is what happens if, uh, you know, outside of the Cowboys being the Bucks, if the Cowboys have to go to Philly that next round, if, you know, chalk happens and the, the Vikings win and the Niners win, and that's, you know, do you go to the link and see what Jalen Hurts is like with that offense? You got to beat the best to be the best. Yeah, no, I know, but that's, you know, I guess the Cowboys will be hoping uh, that, you know, one of the other wild card giants or commanders or whoever else makes it in uh, would have an upset over the Vikings or Niners, which I think could happen. I mean, there's a lot of weird, mediocre teams in the NFL as a whole right now, but trying to avoid the Eagles until the NFC Championship game is clearly ideal. Man, they can go to the link. They can go to the pink. They can go to the stank. I ain't scared of you, mother. I don't care where they go. <laughs> okay. Well, 
see for our Nashville uh, audience, Will's got toys. He has things he can play with <laughs> on the show that, that uh, he gets to, to use it. As and his Austin like has it. me and I have Austin. That's all we got. On our <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to call Zach a toy. I got the bomb uh, so. squad too. That's what I call our, that's what I call our family in the chat over here. Yeah. So let's, let's get the bomb squad involved. And uh, as one of our uh, loyal uh, Nashville viewers, Louie calls it the A to Zites uh, from Nashville. Let's get them involved. So obviously the Cowboys heavy favorite. I just opened the bet MGM app. Uh, one of our great sponsors here. Uh, the spread has moved since we talked yesterday, guys, <laughs> when it was 11 and a half yesterday, it is now 12 and a half. Oh, uh, the total like is third. Here's, here's, here's the crazier thing. So oh, 12 and a half point spread, but the total is 39 and a half. <laughs> so who's going to score for the Titans? The Cowboys can pick who they want to score touchdowns. Uh, so if we assume that the Cowboys are going to win, the Titans are going to lose. Will and the bomb squad, what happens if the Cowboys lose? Like, let's try to think hypothetically. The Cowboys lose if, fill in that blank. If these turnovers are even worse, right? Like, Dallas has technically been having, like, one or two turnovers a game. But if they turn that into three, four, five, if it's, if it flips, like the Cowboys have been getting four turnovers, five turnovers in a game. If the Cowboys turn it over that many times, that is the only way I see them losing this game, giving Malik Willis in, who's your backup running back? I'm not really sure. That Hassan Haskins, Hassan the guy who Haskins. tore up Ohio State last year uh, from Michigan, yeah. Okay, yeah, so if, if you give those guys. Well, let me correct that. He's the third string quarter uh, running back because Dontrell Hilliard's also on IR. He's one of the 20 guys on the Oh, my God. Yo, you don't have nobody. <laughs> I was sitting by the really nice, hey, Hilliard could catch the ball out the backfield. and goodness. He's leading the team in touchdown receptions. Still. Well, you know what? I take that back. We're going, Y'all going to need about seven, eight turnovers to win this game. <laughs> I mean, gee. All right, let me calm down because, listen, last time the Cowboys were favored by 12 or more points, it took a final drive against the Houston Texans. So let me just temper my expectations here. But seriously, if the Cowboys turn the ball over, you know, three, four, five times in this game, then yeah, you know, the Titans will have a shot to win it. Or if, you know, running back three for the Titans runs all over Dallas, then yeah, we're talking about this game being a lot closer. But whew, y'all ain't got in nobody. The chat, I'll add this penalties, right? I mean, that was yeah. something that cost the Cowboys last year in the playoff game against the 49ers is self inflicted wounds. I still don't think that that would be enough yeah, to, for them penalties to lose. Would be enough, no. But penalties could close in the game, right? You're talking about the spread at 12 or 12 and a half. That could get it within a one-score game. But self-inflicted penalties, I think that, that could be one. But, man, it's just it's just so one-sided because the Titans have shown their hand of how they're going to approach tonight's game, which is playing it safe, right. putting all their chips all in against Jacksonville Week 18 to get into the playoffs and win the AFC South. Okay. Yeah, we'll throw up, throw up that graphic uh, again of the Titans players yep. who are out tonight, uh, and we'll just kind of go through you know the the turnover creators that the Titans will not have to uh, to their disposal uh, tonight. Like you know, Danico Autry is is question or doubtful technically uh, for this game, but uh, you know Jeffrey Simmons is a turnover creator. Um, you, you've got other players like Christian Fulton, Amani Hooker is a ball hawk and who has had a terrible season just of injuries galore uh, for him. So, you know, I think it's going to be really tough for anybody in the Titans defense to make plays. Bud Dupree 
He's been very underwhelming when it comes to his $82.5 million contract he signed, but he at least can create turnovers and has done had some strip sacks or you know, batted balls up that could be interceptions. Uh, so, Zach, if I flip it and ask the Titans win if, what would be your answer? The Cowboys don't show up. I mean, I, I, I don't <laughs> see there being a possible way. Do you not here's at the least one, here's the one X factor. Here's okay, what I'll right, say. Right. Malik Willis turns into Lamar Jackson for one night. <laughs> that he just runs and he is a game and a playmaker, right? So regardless of the offensive line problems, he'll still have Traylon Burke, still have Robert Woods, still have Chig, the tight end who's been stellar as a rookie out of Maryland. I like him. If he can run around and make plays himself in spite of the deficiencies of this offense, including the offensive coordinator who will not be uh, a Tennessee Titan offensive coordinator next year. He, his ass should be fired. Malik Willis is the only X factor that I could see of just having a backyard type game that he's running around and making plays and making guys miss. So that's a, that literally is a hail Mary answer, yeah. but that would be the only way. Well, that would have Toxic. to be it, man. Yeah, Toxic Tom says if an act of God occurs. And Zach, I know you're 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 work you're working on a wedding that you're planning. And I know in those wedding vendor contracts they have act of God phrases and clauses in that. I don't think uh the act of God is gonna happen at Nissan Stadium tonight. Uh it, it, you know, even the it, mayor can't delay it an hour and <laughs> like they did last week because of weather. So uh, this is I mean, Will, I mean, Austin, what do you guys think? I'll, I mean, I'll take it because I'll take it a little further and you know I I think on the Cowboys penalty situation if the Cowboys have defensive penalties that allow the Titans to get free yards on offense that could create some interest in keeping this game a little closer uh for longer. Uh and that you know you go back to the last time the Titans played Malik Willis had a shot at a Hail Mary with 5 seconds left to beat the Texans and the only reason why is because there was a face mask on the Texans defense when Willis hit Austin Hooper for a big gain, tacked on the 15 yards to at least put them in Hail Mary position. And so if the Titans can get free yards on offense, that'll help. But the Titans have offensive penalty issues of their own with anybody who plays offensive line having a dumb hold or they've had a lot of bad chop blocks this year that have just killed them. Uh, and so, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, it's going to have to be the Titans winning the turnover battle, probably by three turnovers plus a hundred yards of penalties by the Cowboys and maybe a fluke pick six that Dak has been prone to be throwing the last couple of weeks too. So yeah, just get it out uh, the way I, early, but I don't know like who, I mean, Kevin Byard's probably the only guy who could actually make a play to create a pick six. It's playing tonight for the Titans defense. Uh, so, you know, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's a big if. Yeah, let me say this about the, the, the penalties. Uh, you know, shout out to the Cowboys staff. Shout out to the Cowboys players for, for not committing as many. You know, there was a point in time where they were averaging about seven, eight, nine penalties a game. And over the last about five weeks, they're below five. They, they've had three penalties, two penalties, three and four. So they've, they've corrected the penalty situation. Now, that can all change because, you know, over here in Cowboy land, we know sometimes, you know, those stripes can get a little weird. But right now, they, they are correcting uh, one of the situations that have held the Cowboys back over the last few years, few decades, which is penalties. De few, few decades. Try to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel well, like look, all I, I might be on it yeah. tonight. Yeah, I feel like my Tennessee Vol fandom just kind of re- resonated with you when you said a few years, then you corrected to a few decades. Yeah. Because I, I'm with you on that. All right, so let's get to this here. Uh, another conversation here. A to Z Sports, Nashville, Dallas combo as it is Titans Cowboys game day. I know Will and Jesse will have their pregame show tonight, starting at six fifteen Central Time on the Dallas channels. We're not going to mess up the game day stuff, guys. So you know, once games kicks off. And once game day shows happen, we'll go back to our respective corners and have our shows with our own conversations about the team. But a really fun crossover show this morning with A to Z Nashville and A to Z Dallas. Uh, Zach, I'm going to ask you, this is a hard question. What's the best part about the Titans right now? If you had to answer it, what is the best part about the Titans right now? Tonight or in general? Because... You know, well, like tonight's you know, different than in general. If you want to give it a part A, part B, and say tonight as part A, and then in general in part B as with an opportunity to beat the Jags next week to make the playoffs, then you can do that. I think the singular best part about the Tennessee Titans is their head coach, Mike Vrabel. You know, he has done more with less for so long. And some of it has been self-inflicted. You know, the offensive coordinator that – he you know, stayed when in Todd Downing from last year to this year. That's Mike Vrabel's fault. But he's gotten the most out of this defense. You know, Will, you you complimented the run defense. That has been very good throughout the course of the year. I mean, they're they're only giving up, they're giving up under a hundred yards, under 90 yards rushing per game, setting the tone in their defensive front. Plus the injuries and all they've been through. Mike Vrabel also, you know, his general manager, his boss was fired. Earlier this season. So all of these, his offensive coordinator got a DUI earlier this season. There's been so many wrinkles. But even last year, right? AJ Brown, that was not Mike Vrabel's doing. That was the fired former general manager. So all of these things, but Vrabel has stayed calm, collected. And I think he has a mindset that he's got to keep this ship on the straight and narrow for as long as possible. And I think the players believe in him. I don't know what the true ceiling of this team is because of all of the injuries, but last year the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC with Julio Jones being hurt the entire year, A.J. Brown being hurt without Derrick Henry being decimated, and they still found a way to make it happen. Now, it didn't end the way that they wanted to with the loss to the Bengals, but Mike Vrabel is the best part about the Tennessee Titans. That's my answer. What's the best part about the Titans tonight? Besides Vrabel, is there anything? Is there is there something you can say that the Titans can do well tonight? Those uniforms, the Cowboys uniforms. <laughs> the, no, so not even the Titans uniforms. The Cowboys. Uniforms. <laughs> the Cowboys uniforms. That's my answer. <laughs> See, I like the, t- the Titans are going navy on navy. That is my I, favorite. I like that. That's my favorite combo for the Titans. I like the navy on navy, the dark, the dark mode, uh, Titans version of it, especially with the navy helmets, but. Yeah, I, man, I think I'm with you. Like Mike Vrabel is the only opportunity the Titans have of winning this game. And he uh, doesn't even play. <laughs> yeah, and that's and you can just feel the frustration and exhaustion level of Vrabel whenever he talks to the Titans media, which is you know way too often at this point of the season. Now I, I do see some some comments. You know, Jared says feed Chig. Uh, we're getting fired from scary Harry Flanagan. Uh, Ryan Stonehouse from the Power Hour. The Titans do have a very good punter who will probably be getting a lot of work today. Um, I, I like to remember the Titans uh, comment uh, or quote from Jared. Attitude 
reflects leadership, Captain. Uh, so, you know, it's it's not good. I, I'm curious to see if they give the ball to Chigakonkwo enough tonight and just say, if Derrick Henry doesn't play, then just say, screw it, Zach, like you've said the last couple of days, and just force feed the football to Chig and the Traylon Burks and let Malik Willis run around and see what happens. Yeah, go back to the Liberty offense of Malik Willis tonight. Spread it out and be, you know, if Derrick Henry's not playing, you don't have to cater to his talents, which means one of the best, if not the best running back in the league. <laughs> and, and but you don't have to cater to his talent, so you can kind of play a little bit more free and maybe to the attributes of your rookie quarterback. So, Will, we'll ask the same question to you. What's the best part about the Dallas Cowboys this year? Is having a healthy Dak Prescott. I think I think you're seeing the difference between a healthy Dak Prescott and a non-healthy Dak Prescott from last year to this year. At this very exact point in time last season, we were talking about why this offense was broken, why Dak was broken, why, you know, we couldn't find consistency to score. You know, now we're scoring, but we're we're kind of looking at different things to make this even better because it's looking like the offense is going to have to carry this team unless the defense kind of finds its way again. Uh, but it's it's definitely having a healthy Dak Prescott. We, we've seen the difference between the first half of the year with salutes to Cooper Rush, right? But that was one of the worst offenses in the league. They couldn't even get into scoring range during that time. They were one of the worst third down teams, uh, one of the worst red zone teams, et cetera, et cetera. Now they're one of the highest scoring teams, one of the best red zone teams, one of the best third down teams. Um, there, There's a, I believe in me at least, but I'm pretty sure in Cowboys fandom, there's a level of confidence of, all right, cool. We're down 10. No biggie. We'll get those points back. Okay, cool. We're down in the fourth quarter. No biggie. We'll tie this ball game up. And that's because of your quarterback. That's because of Dak Prescott. That's because he's healthy. And now he running. Okay. Yeah, that, that changes things significantly because he wasn't running last year when he got hurt. He wasn't confident in his health last year. And now you're adding pieces, right? You get a T.Y. Hilton to add to this arsenal. You're using Tony Pollard more than you were last year at this exact point as well, right? So having Dak Prescott has this offense at an entirely different point than it was one year ago, and that's what makes me really confident that once you get into these offs, you're going to have a chance just because you have a healthy four. And watching the Cowboys, Will, they're very, and what you're saying, they're very balanced. Because you got the safety net of Dalton Schultz, who has been Dak's kind of guy, right? right. He, that's who he kind of falls back on. And C.D. Lamb has had a stellar year. You talk oh. about big plays, Probo. I mean, premier player. That's the game. That's the game wrecker that the Titans had in A.J. Brown that they no longer have, right? So that is missing. the 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 Cowboys' offense, I feel like, is very balanced now from that standpoint because of the emergence of some of the guys that you just named. Yeah, and and I just you said AJ Brown. You know what? I hope we don't rest nobody because I'm mad that y'all traded AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, <laughs> so this is a payback game, okay? Yeah, you know, you know how pissed I was during draft. We're doing the show live, and I'm yeah. seeing AJ Brown traded to the Eagles. You know what? Play everybody, Dan Quinn. Play everybody. Take your anger, Will, and times that about about 500 for me because <laughs> I I thought the Titans should have drafted him. When he was still playing for Ole Miss, they finally do. He is the most talented wide receiver the franchise has ever drafted, and they trade him away. Yeah, Ole Miss guy, Ole years. Miss guy Zach was all over this thing and has just not been. Ha like I don't know if Zach's had a 
a, a fun time watching this Titans team once uh, since April 26th or whatever it was when they traded him away. I mean, it's and Drell, our guy on Facebook says that, you know, we're mad too. Everybody's pissed at that yeah. because okay. AJ made the yeah I'm seeing, AJ the, I'm made, seeing the comments here okay yeah 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 join the party is <laughs> what people are saying <laughs> uh, Will so you can you can become one of uh, our A to Z Nashville crew with uh, being pissed off that AJ Brown is no longer in two tone blue what's up with Traylon though uh, you know I, I, we liked him in a, in a, you know dr- big draft season guy but we liked him yeah. coming out and uh, when you drafted him it was like hey he was a potential cowboy target. I know he caught a big pass against Philly, got a touchdown, and hadn't played for a while. Came back last week. Is he is he back right, or is he still trying to get it, get his? Well, he back? got knocked the hell out yeah. against the Eagles uh, when I guess it was who was it? It was Epps, uh, Marcus Epps. I remember his name because you know of the Epps brothers. But Marcus Epps knocked him out uh, there in that game, which should have been a legal hit and fined and and suspended or rejected, but nothing happened there. But Burks, you know, it's been weird, Will, because. I was at his first rookie practice back in May, not to go back too far, but the video that we took at that Titans rookie minicamp practice was Traylon Burks doubled over, hands on his knees, huffing, puffing, using an inhaler, and you're like, oh my gosh, they drafted another one. They drafted Isaiah Wilson, they drafted Caleb Farley, and now Traylon Burks can't get through one drill. And let me let me say this, it was the first rep of the first drill of the first rookie practice. And he was already out. And so then it comes out that he's had asthma and Nashville is miserable when it comes to anything like that, but he worked his way through it. He made some plays uh, in the preseason. He started to come along strong. He was making some plays early. Then he got tackled funny in Indy, got turf toe out for four games, comes back, makes several big plays, Puts together a 100-yard game against the Packers the last time the Titans won. Then he got knocked the hell out in, in Philly, missed a couple of games with a concussion, and now he comes back and Ryan Tannehill's done. So there's just been such a wishy-washy time for Traylon Burks this season. I like him. I think he's got a lot of ability. He's just had two fluke injuries that are not his fault or anybody's fault. He got tackled funny and turf toe happened, and then he got a, you know, a, a hit to the face mask that knocked him out for a couple of weeks. But I like his longevity uh, for his potential. I think that's a guy we got to keep our eye on. And I, if, 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 you know, the Titans are watching tape, they'll, they'll definitely try to target some deep balls to our cornerback too. And, and that's the guy I'm sure y'all will throw the ball to on deep balls. It, deep balls if uh, Micah Parsons is in street clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey man, don't sleep on Dante Fowler going out. If, oh if, if oh yeah, the other, if, the top five pick, the Cowboys also. Yeah, if, if 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 your tackles are as bad as you say, Fowler, D Law, you know, Dorrance, this could be a bounce back game for those guys. The I think LaRaven Clark is going to get the start at right tackle for the Titans tonight. Um, and he got he he got run out of Indy a couple of years ago for not playing very well uh, in some spots there. So it's. It's not good for the Titans. Not good. Yeah, the one thing I'll say on Burks real quick is I think he has potential. I think you're optimistic about his potential, but he doesn't give you that, like, again, immediate spark of C. Lamb or A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or those guys, like, right out of the draft. Like, this guy is going to be unbelievable. I think it's just going to take a couple of years, and then the Titans have to help him. The Titans, but for whatever reason, internet just crapped a bit. I looked on here, AT&T had an outage, but I think we're back now. So 
Okay, I think we are back on the on the chat side. So chat, if we are back, can we get a thumbs up? You guys are muted, by the way. So it, they say it's back. Yeah. So I'll bring everybody back in here. Uh apologies for that, Cowboys Nation and Nashville A to Zites. Uh, but we are back. Apologies about that, but but please continue, Zach. <laughs> Do we blame this? I got two things. Do we blame this on Jerry Jones and AT and T? I used How to have this a theory. Work in, in I, used cowboy have a, land? I used to have a theory. Anytime I would talk bad about Stephen Jones or Jerry Jones, something bad would happen like this. But I didn't say anything <laughs> bad about it. So you know, this just happened to be you know just just bad connection that came in, just came abroad here. But we're we're good to go. Yeah, good. I'm glad we're good to go back up here on the national channels as well. Uh, looks like Facebook's back up again with a new video. So uh, glad we got that fixed um, as well here. So I was about to get into it. It actually kind of worked out in a transition spot. So we didn't really okay. lose out on any conversation. So uh, I'll, I'll reset it here and we'll just dive right into our the second half of the show that we had set up. And, you know, it was about Malik Willis and his start to his career. Dak Prescott's start to his career um, as well. Both got opportunities because of injuries to veteran quarterbacks. So, Will, if you could uh, go through a little bit of similarities that, that you might see in how Dak got going and some early struggles that he might have had as a quarterback uh, trying to transition into the NFL. You know, when, when you pose that question, I really sat and thought hard, like, okay, what, what are the similarities? The only one I could think of is – that they got their opportunity via injury. I think their playing styles are different. I know Dak ran a lot in college, but I also thought that he was more cerebral coming in. And uh, I think it was Dan Mullen talked about that a lot, his, his college coach coming out. Um, and I thought that, obviously, this is this is an obvious one, he came into a way better situation, right? Like, the, the team was, was complete and ready to go for a rookie quarterback to kind of come in and not mess it up. Now, that's easier said than done. Right, that's that's easier to say than because he came in and had a phenomenal rookie season. Uh, but it's really hard to see similarities because Malik Willis, I don't think, is as refined of a passer as Dak was coming out. But he's a better athlete than Dak was. But the biggest, I think, the biggest similarity is that they got their shot via injury. Now let's see if Malik can kind of take advantage of it the same way that Dak Prescott did. Uh, but other than that, man, I don't think they could be two different type of quarterbacks. Earlier, yeah, I think what, big what was. I was well, going to ask, what was like the first four or five games like with Dak as the starter? That was, was phenomenal. Uh, he, he, so when we knew Dak Prescott was like, hey, this guy could do something, it was the Rams game in, in preseason. He came out, showed out, threw a touchdown pass to Dez and looked great. Uh, opening week, he literally drove the team down to, to have a chance to win the game, but Terrence Williams <laughs> inexplicably didn't step out of bounds. He, for whatever reason, stayed in, game was over. Next week, he goes on the road in Washington at the time, which was a little bit difficult to play for a young guy, and won that game, had a game-winning drive in that game. Next week, comes out, uh, gets his first career passing touchdown against the, the uh, I believe it was the, the Bears, had a great game there, and then rattled off 11 in a row. So, you know, for 11 straight games, it was like this kid is just looking like that guy, right? So it's really hard to compare the two because – your man's is stepping into a totally different, tough situation. Injuries. Uh, he probably needed to sit for a year or two, and he's not getting that chance. 
Yeah, and I think for Malik Willis and compare him, if we're talking about Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, you know, they Dak had gone through some adversity and Jalen had gone through some adversity, right? Talk about Jalen Hurts of being at the top of the mountain in Alabama, then getting benched, then going to Oklahoma. Right. And Dak, you know, at Mississippi State, they were the number one team in the country at one point. And he was that guy. They didn't end up that way. But he was playing big boy football. And I think for Malik, the fear for me personally watching Malik Willis, can he handle – and that's not to mention being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. That comes with a whole nother weight and set of circumstances and I even think you could say and I don't think it's as heavy but being the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles those fans are not nice and friendly right so Malik Willis how is he going to deal with grown men situations right like and because he hasn't had the spotlight in Liberty a lot of people don't even know where a Liberty is and he wasn't playing against that type of competition. And I don't want to diminish his skill set because of that, but I've got to see it to believe it. And Will, I think you're absolutely right. He's not a very good situation. He's on like the cusp of a rebuild for the Titans. They've got some good pieces, but they got to formulate their plan and change quite a bit of things after they just fired their general manager in the next couple of years. And then they may not, they may move away from Malik Willis and go in free agency and find another quarterback. So we have really no idea. The Dak thing is interesting as you went through is like he was given the reins and he took them. And, and that's what he's been in carrying over the last several years. Now he's just trying to level up and get them to that NFC championship game, right? Like that's right. his next step for Dak Prescott. And Malik Willis is just trying to figure out what training wheels are. Yeah, and you look at what the team that Dak had around him in 2016. You know, Zeke had nearly 2,000 yards from scrimmage as a rookie that year. And then uh, the receivers are names that we all know: Cole Beasley, Des Bryant, Jason Witten. You know, those. You know, the last two later Offensive on. Offensive line career, was was ridiculous that year, right? That was the big, you know, the the peak of that O line, I believe, that the Cowboys had when they were just moving people. Uh, so, yeah, a completely different situation for those guys. But, you know, r- guys who ran a lot more in college. But I do think Dak was set up better for the NFL at Mississippi State than Malik was at Liberty. Because yes. I'm just – I don't believe in Hugh Freeze when it comes to him getting quarterbacks ready for the NFL. And our Nashville audience has heard me talk about this a lot. Uh, but, you know, Dan Mullen with Dak Prescott, that that worked, right? He was ready to step in and be able to help elevate some pieces around him and, and play NFL football where Hugh Freeze didn't do that at all for Malik. And I heard you earlier reference the offensive coordinator. You, you know, you guys are ready to get him out of there. Well, well, kudos and shout out to Scott Linehan. Scott Linehan, I, I used to tell people this all the time, he didn't get enough credit for what he was able to do that year. That offense was tailor-made for Tony Romo. Tailor-made from the calls to the protection to everything for Tony Romo up until – two and a half, three weeks before the season. You know how hard it is to change your entire offense. That's exactly what they had to do. He looked at that and said, there's no way I could have an offense that has a veteran quarterback for 13 years in this league that knows it like the back of his hands, that knows knows these players, and give it to this rookie. He took Dan Mullen's offense and said, all right, Dak, what works for you? Let's find mm-hmm. out what works best for you. And that's where you saw Dak running more. You saw more RPOs, obviously leaned on the run ground game more. They didn't make things complicated for him. So Scott Linehan should get a lot of credit for what he did with Dak Prescott in his rookie year. Whereas you're saying your OC is not doing any 
It doesn't seem like he's doing anything to help out Malik Willis. No, he's, he's brutally bad. And, you know, Malik, they, he has he should do that for Malik tonight. And if he plays against Jacksonville, he should play to his strengths. Unfortunately, when Derrick Henry comes back in week 18 in a must-win game, it's going to go back to double tight end sets, play action fakes, just long, old, you know, run the football type offense. And that's not what Malik Willis's skill set is. And, you know, that, and I think the stability of Kellen Moore for this Cowboys offense has helped. And that's why they're in the position and they're averaging almost 30 points per game is they now have gotten to that point where Dak and Moore are on the same page and they're scoring points. Yeah, I think that, you know, and I'll preface my next comment with this. Todd Downing is terrible. He deserved to be fired months ago uh, for his performance as play caller and offensive coordinator. But right now the Titans going into week 18 against the Jags are between a rock and a hard place. Do you put together the offense the based around Derrick Henry to try to go beat the Jags? The recording or do you has try started. to put the offense around All Malik Willis are muted to see what happens? Because you don't themselves. know if that offense for Malik Willis can beat the Jags because Malik is unproven. Derrick Henry, you know, we, we've seen Derrick Henry take over games for years and win the Titans a game where they have to have it. And I just don't know what, you know, what Todd Downing is going to be able to do. And he's not good enough to overcome some of the, the tough spots that this roster is in. Indeed. Coaching matters. Yeah. Coaching is a, is a big deal here. All right. All right. Well, Let's go ahead and get to this. We had this uh, conversation yesterday setting up, uh, and then we'll get some phone calls in here from from the Bomb Squad and maybe the, the A to Z Nashville viewers too. Would you rather have Derrick Henry or Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard combo? If you're starting a football team, you've got – this is a great topic because Derrick Henry, he's King Henry. You know, he's led the NFL in rushing a ton uh, over the last four years or so since he kind of uh, busted out on the scene – uh, back in 2018 as a full-time guy, would you rather have King Derrick Henry or the combo of Zeke and Tony Pollard? I'm curious to see where the chat goes with this. I'm putting um, a poll so, up. Putting a poll up. I got. I got. I got to know. Yeah. I got to know numbers here. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see the 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 da- this data too. So, which one would you rather go with? I will give a quick shout out uh, to our A to Z Nashville sponsors. As well, BetMGM, somebody asked what the spread is on this game. Right now, it's Dallas minus 12 and a half at BetMGM. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Appreciate WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go check them out for your new car uh, buying experience and process. Again, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org. If you ever get hurt in life, that's who you should trust. Farm your health plans, get better with your health coverage at fbhp.com slash ATOZ and Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans for a free case consultation if you're injured in a car wreck. Call them at 800-800-4600. So hopefully we've got some responses fly in here on this multi-stream chat. Who would you rather have at running back, just Derrick Henry or the combo of Zeke and Pollard? Lots of uh, Henry's coming in here, which is interesting. But I heard earlier, I saw somebody say uh, the combo because it covers all three downs. And that's where I'm at with it. You know, as much as I love Derrick Henry as a running back, he is phenomenal. He's he does everything right. But I notice he comes off the field sometimes on third downs, uh, which is weird to me because I've seen him take screens to the crib. So that's something you guys can can discuss there. But in regards to TP and Zeke, I don't think you lose anything. 
right? You get the the speed and the pass catching ability with Tony Pollard, and with Zeke, you get the you get the power uh, that you. I know Henry's different. He's six, whatever, six foot twelve, five hundred pounds. No, but seriously, he's a big <laughs> dude. But but Zeke is also a powerful back. So I gotta, and I know this is a little homerish of me, but I gotta go with Zeke and TP, man, because they give you the best of both both worlds at a high level. Austin, what do you think? I agree with Will. I think you know Derrick Henry as great as King Henry has been. He should be a Hall of Fame running back once it's all said and done with the numbers and production that he's had and how he's and what he's meant to this Titans uh, franchise. But I think right now there is an aspect of being left in the Stone Age with a football, with Derrick Henry being the focal point of the offense. Will, you brought up Derrick Henry coming off the field on third and passing downs. They do that because Derrick Henry's not very good at pass protection. Sure, he can take a screen and go run 80 yards for a touchdown with it. We've seen him do that a few times, but those usually are not third and eight play calls. Those are early down in situation play calls uh, there for the Titans on the running back screens. And so, you know, I just think he's his style is not where football is moving. I think we know that. And I would rather have the combo of Zeke and Pollard And I think Pollard's the key here because he can do everything, right? He can catch, he can run routes, he can run between the tackles, he can carry the load. I think he is the one that that really sets it apart. If you're just doing Henry and Zeke side by side, I'll take Derrick Henry, but Tony Pollard uh, tips it over for me. So this is what I've always wanted to see if, and we play this, and I say this a lot, if ifs and buts were beer and nuts, we could have a party. If Derrick Henry had Dak Prescott, I choose Derrick Henry every day. Derrick Henry has not had an adequate quarterback to actually help him. Uh, no, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill is not was, Dak Prescott. Yeah, but Ryan, Zach, Ryan Tannehill, and here we go, right? Ryan Tannehill no, in 2020 you get back into ab- this? I no, mean, well, he was crow years ago of you doubting Dak Prescott. You remember that? No, I'm not talking about Dak Prescott. I'm saying, like, uh, yeah, Dak Prescott. I was a wait and popcorn. see on Dak Prescott, right? Yeah, Will, you can start getting that popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I remember that years ago, though. No, but again, I'm not, that's not what I'm pointing. Oh, I'm, but no, Zach, you are <laughs> you're saying that Ryan Tannehill was not an adequate quarterback in 2020 and 2019, like when Derrick Henry. Led the league in rushing for those two seasons. Ryan Tannehill was absolutely way more than an adequate quarterback. I still take Dak Prescott over Ryan Tannehill during. That's, okay, that time. that's fine. That's fine. I, I, yeah, but again, and don't, what did Tannehill do during the playoffs? What did he do against Cincinnati? What did he do against Baltimore when when it mattered the most? Oh, uh, Ryan Tannehill fell on his face, but also Derrick Henry didn't have great games in those two games either. Like right, Henry- that's that's my that's my point is if you have a quarterback like Dak, Dak Prescott that is multiple and can do more and has a higher ceiling than Ryan Tannehill in which we all agree that is the caveat that's the game changer I, I, I think and that's problem- what da- that's what Derrick Henry has not had uh, yeah he he hasn't had it in the playoffs, yes, and in in specific playoffs, games that's what counts that's all that matters what are you talking about yeah but again about? like like. All right, how many playoff uh, games has Dak won? Will you probably know that set off the top of your head? One and three. 
one yeah. throw. So again, it's not like Dak's been, you know, you're propping up Dak for his performance and hitting on Tannehill for his lack of playoff wins. Now, it's now, kind now, of the same Dak story. Prescott shouldn't be taking any strays here. Okay. This no, is I'm, not, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying mess. like, yeah, most quarterbacks have losing records in the playoffs. That's just how the math works out. And because not everybody wins the Super Bowl. And so, uh, you know, I, I just think that downplaying what Tannehill was for Derrick Henry early uh, in those two seasons is is not fair to Ryan Tannehill. But yeah, this year Dak has been better than Tannehill because Tannehill's had three sprained ankles. For those and that's two not seasons, an exaggeration. Really, one season. I mean, twenty twenty. I fully two admit. season, two seasons. Twenty nineteen, when Ryan Tannehill came in and the Titans were two and six, and they went seven and two in those nine games, and Tannehill was putting up numbers. Big numbers in those nine starts. And then the following season, when they had, when they, they came really close to having an offense with a 4,000 yard passer, a 2,000 yard rusher, and two 1,000 yard receivers. They were like, oh, they didn't do the 1,000 yard no, receivers. I know, I why know. was that? Because Corey Davis didn't get to 1,000. If, 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 if I may get in here as a referee yeah, yeah, yeah. for a second here, you've uh, never uh, had a ref. Uh, well, well, here you go. Put on my stripes here, man. L- listen, is this a, is this a, it was, it was a guy's in Todd Downing? Is that his office corner? Todd Downing, yeah. So, Zach, you say if he had a, a a Dak Prescott, which is fair. Dak Prescott's better than Ryan Tannehill. However, I'm listen, looking in the chat here. A lot of people are like, hey, the only reason why, you know, Derrick Henry comes off the field is because of Todd Downing. That's that's what I'm no. hearing. So, do do no. you, if you guys had a better OC, would would this be kind of a no contest? or? Well, I, I think, you know, Arthur Smith, the two years we're referencing uh, in this yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah. Arthur, Arthur Smith, Smith was the, the OC yeah, yeah. in 19 right. and 20 right. when the Titans offense was great. And then they are top three offense combined those two years. And then they've been probably a bottom eight offense. The last Give me Kellen years. Moore, Dak Prescott, and Derrick Henry. That's oh, why I choose well, Derrick well, Henry. Well, now we're, we're throwing things around. I mean, yeah, if you add different coaches to different players, you, you, could, you, could, you could do that. But yeah. flat out, flat out, given where they are right now, Zach, Derrick Henry or TP or Zeke. With the team, with the team that they're currently on in the situation, if you're building a team, would you rather have Derrick Henry as your running back to 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 build that team, or a combination running back group of Zeke or Pollard? You're building this roster. Where to do you build go? the team? You have to go where football is going, and that is Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Spread it out wide, throw the football, oh, you're score good. multiple points. You like it's it. not there. I'm not naive to that. <laughs> I'm not naive to that. I, I, that's that was my answer. You're good. I'm yeah, not naive easy. to that, but I'm saying, and that's why I said ifs and buts. I prefaced what I said before I started saying it. Dak Prescott and Derrick Henry, I think, is Super Bowl caliber. I do. Now, if you're building a team starting now and knowing what era of football we're about to go into and are in, it would be stupid to start your football team centered around Derrick Henry. That that does not make logical sense. We're not in the 1990s. We're not even in the early 2000s, right? So that has long in the past. So there are multiple conversations, but I do think the combination of Dak Prescott and Derrick Henry, that's a high ceiling. That's a higher ceiling, I think, than Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott. Now we'll find out what that ceiling is this year because they'll have, uh, you know, full opportunity mm. to go after it. And, a, and again, I that, think that's a different I, I question think, there. Honestly, that, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. But Derrick Henry's 
flaw his entire career has been how he operates without the football in his hand. It's like the it's like the basketball player that can't play off the ball. He just doesn't know how to do it. He he doesn't pass protect well. He doesn't run routes well. He's done better and more this season when it comes to some check down opportunities because they've had to have it because they don't have anybody else to throw to. Uh, but, you know, he's just not that off-the-ball player like Tony Pollard is and like we saw Zeke being uh, earlier in his career when he was getting a lot of receptions, uh, th- you know, outside of just carrying the football 25 times. See, see, the reason why I think this is actually a no contest the other way around for the Cowboys is because of we're finally being able to see what Tony Pollard is. I, I think a lot of this conversation seems to be centered around Zeke and Derrick Henry. That is a totally separate conversation, right? Cowboy fans know it all too well. Do you take, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry over Zeke and Jalen Smith? That's a whole different conversation. But Tony Pollard has entered the conversation as one of the best running backs in the National Football League. But because Ezekiel Elliott is on this team, right, I think it kind of gets nerfed of how good he has been, averaging over five yards per carry, one of the best pass-catching backs in the league on a team that doesn't even feature him as much as a pass-catcher like they should, in my opinion. Uh, one of the most explosive backs in the league. He has more uh, 30-plus-yard touchdowns this year than some of the top backs combined. Now, I know Derrick Henry does that on the regular, but Tony Pollard inserting himself into this equation as one of the best backs with Ezekiel Elliott on the team, I think this makes this a, a win for, for that tandem. And that's no disrespect to yeah. Zeke. It's just that when you have two really good backs, I'll take two really good backs over one great one. When Strike on the National YouTube brings up, I feel like ignoring the Zeke cost is a slight issue here because Zeke's contract is crazy, right? It's yeah. a lot bigger than Derrick Henry's. And I don't know what Tony Pollard makes. Uh, He's still but, on a rookie you know, deal. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, combined, I would, you know, kind of guess off the top of my head, math that Zeke and Pollard cost about 17 mil on the cap and Derrick Henry's like 12 and a half on average for his deal. So it's not, I mean, there is a, that's $5 million of cap space that you're putting in your running back. There is, you know, that's a significant difference. Uh, That's fair. There's so many more, there's so much more context you could bring to the conversation. Yeah, I think there's two X factors in the conversation. First is Tony Pollard. I think that's the X factor, right? As you just discussed. And then the other X factor is the state of the Titans, I don't want to say franchise, but offense, where their lack of offensive coordinator and the roster around him, right? The offensive line and all of those other pieces. So I think there's multiple X factors in that. I do think that Tony Pollard reigns supreme because as we talked about, he's multiple. And it's really hard to find when you have a multiple player, Debo Samuel, he's a multiple player. He's an X factor. He can do so many things that defenses that helps other players within that offense. And I think that's why CeeDee Lamb and Schultz and, and Gallup and Zeke and Dak are playing as well as they are because defenses in the past haven't had to account for Tony Pollard as much yeah. because Zeke has taken all the, the food. He's, ta- he's eating all the cereal. <laughs> yeah, they complement each other so well. And it's, it's, it was kind of an indictment on Kellen because for three years he did not use him as much as he should have used him. And now he's finally doing so. And we're seeing what, 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 you know how, honestly – Tony Pollard and and uh, uh, almost said the whole other kicker. Tony Pollard and Brett Maher literally was was the offense for the first six weeks of the season. He they were the offense. So 
you're starting to see TP get that respect. And I know people, this might sound crazy to you, Nashville fans, but I've been saying this. Tony Pollard, believe it or not, is very much Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. It's just y'all don't get a chance to see it as much because the, the offensive corner doesn't feature him that way. But when he does, you see the production. He is very much Alvin Kamara and, and Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, Will, while, while we have you on here, I want to ask Will a question real quick. Okay. What do you think is going to happen in the future? And look, we don't get to do these shows this often. It's a special show. What do you think is going to happen with the backfield of the Cowboys in the future? Is it is Zeke going to be gone and Pollard's going to get a, a big deal and he's going to be the featured back? Are they going to try to keep them both? I mean, that that's, I feel like, a huge thing, I, I, you know, right, moving forward. And 100%, it absolutely is is the conversation that will be an elephant in the room in the offseason, and it should be because, listen, I'm all about getting on Catboy and things like that, but there, there comes a point where you, you, you're paying a running back now, $18 million. That's I can use that money elsewhere at a position where I don't need an $18 million back, right? Uh, so that is a conversation you're going to have to have. I think Zeke wants to be a career Cowboy, so maybe he takes a discount cut like uh, Demarcus Lawrence did. But I also don't think you can just scoff at letting Tony Pollard walk. Like, and and I, at first, I was kind of in that realm like, hey, just give me a back. Any back, come here and step in. Sure. But I think there is something special about Tony Pollard that I would not just let him walk. You, you might see a franchise tag situation with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott taking a pay cut type of thing. I think removing fandom, right, and just looking at it logically, I think the real discussion should be about moving away from 21, given how much mileage he has, the injuries are starting to pile up, and, and then using that money to build elsewhere on the team and keeping Tony Pollard and then getting you a power back, or there's a Malik Davis that's here, and just kind of keep continuing to roll with two or three backs. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a great conversation in the offseason that, that – a lot of Cowboy fans are going to be, you know, trying to hold their ears because they don't want to hear about Ezekiel Elliott not being on his team. But I think it's fair to talk about. Man, yeah, a I'm, franchise I'm, tag would be insane. I'm looking what is at the franchise over the cap tag? right. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the running back is it that high? For it's was it the top five at the position? Yeah, it's that high. It's twelve point six million right now projected for the franchise tag. There's no way. I would. I mean, uh, hear me out, if if you don't mind. I would do it. I would totally with and keep and keep Zeke. Well, that's where Zeke would have to take a cut, or just not be on this team. Like, <laughs> He'd like not be on this team, or not be on this. Team. <laughs> like seriously, man. And, and, and the Cowboy fans don't like to hear this, man. I, I would 100 percent move forward with Tony Pollard over Ezekiel Elliott, without with without question. But they would have to use him like Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey. Because think about it. You hear 12 million, you think, man, 12 million for a guy who's going to go and carry the ball 15 times and pass block. That's different. 12 million for a guy who's going to carry the ball 15 times and get six or seven receptions and can take it to the crib anywhere across the, you know, on the field. Oh, we're talking about something different now. You know, we're talking about a two for one player. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think what Austin was alluding to is you can't have both. No. But yeah, I do can. pick Pollard. I, I think we're all in agreement. You pick Pollard, and that then the twelve million is not as bad, right? No, because now you can't Zeke's, put thirty million dollars to the running backs. <laughs> yeah, Zeke's at sixteen point seven cap hit, and then yeah, so the, the franchise tag it, it's all you know due in one year too. That makes things tough. Yeah. And uh, Lucas asked, "What's Zeke's dead cap?" I've got it pulled up here. So the Cowboys actually have an out after uh, this offseason mm -hmm. uh, for that, where the dead cap is only eleven point eight. 
uh, for Zeke. So it'd be, you know, it five would be tough. Five and six. It, yeah. When you split that, yeah. you do June 1st cut. So so it'd be five million one year, six another year type of situation. Exactly. You would totally live with that. Yeah, and then you'd and then you'd prefer to you know sign up TP long term so that twelve point six doesn't all come into one year and you right. can you know signing bonus right. and prorate all that stuff out too. I mean, there's a there's a lot of fun you can have with that conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> you want some phone calls? Yeah, we actually do have one on the horn here. We're gonna try to get that uh, brought in here on the Pulse of the Nation phone line, which is presented by our guys over at the Cochran Firm. Let me bring up the Cochran Firm here. We did a couple shows down there at the Cochran Firm. With Brian and Larry, fantastic people, fantastic firm. And I always say here in Dallas, I just moved down here not so long ago, and I realized y'all can't drive, like flat out. Y'all just can't drive down here. There's a lot of accidents that happen, and they will help you out if you get into any accidents or if you just need any type of legal assistance in general. If you have any questions, you want to hit them up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In Houston, you can at 1-800-THE-FIRM or schedule your free consultation at CochranTexas.com. So we're going to try to bring a couple of the Bomb Squad members up in here. And I think uh, DJ was on hold. DJ, let me see if the guys got you. DJ, can, can, you, can you hear us here, DJ? Uh, actually, I can hear you, but I, but I can't hear them. So, so Austin and Zach, can you hear, the, can you hear him? I'm good, good to go. go. Okay, so that's all that matters. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. Can can you hear them now, DJ? Yeah, I can hear them now. I got them now. All right, DJ. So so for those calling in, usually we will be long and we'll have conversations. But if you don't mind, please get to your statement and your question, and we'll answer the question or the statement uh, off the line. So take it away, DJ. Okay, so I missed most of the conversation, but the question that I had when I heard uh, Henry or Zeke and Pollard is. What do you? What offensive scheme are you running, for instance? Because Henry, as great as he is, doesn't necessarily fit into what the Cowboys do. Um, so, are they changing that scheme? Number one, and uh, is it going to be more tailored to what Derrick Henry does now, or is it going to be basically what the Cowboys run? It, and of course, I'm asking this from the Cowboys' perspective. Uh, number two. Uh, as far as the the whole thing with getting uh, Zeke paid or getting rid of him or, or how we do this, my thing with Malik Davis is if I'm getting 75% of what Zeke does without him here, then I'm okay with letting him go. Which with Malik Davis, you know, yes, you lose uh, the pass blocking and all that kind of stuff, but the combination of Pollard and Davis is at least 75%. For ninety percent less money, I'm in with that all day. Other than that, I'll catch up and and rewind it to kind of hear that conversation because it sounded entertaining. All right, DJ, thank you for the question and the call there. Uh, do you guys want to touch the first part there with uh, Derek Henry? Yeah, yeah well, I, I think, think my, my premise, premise and look, look there's, there's a, a lot of nuance to that question, right? And I that's why I kind of said Dak and Derek Henry are not going to play on the same team, or at least I don't think so in their career, right? But if you switched both of them, I think Derrick Henry, I think the Cowboys offense could adapt to Derrick Henry's skill set with the guys outside with CeeDee Lamb and Gallup and the tight ends. And to have that force, you know, the, the one difference is the Titans don't have anybody close to a second running back. Their second running back is 
Haskins out of Michigan. He's a rookie. You know, Dontrell Hilliard's been hurt. And so, you know, it's one versus two. We understand that because of how great Henry is. But imagine, you know, what the Titans could be if Derrick Henry had a good number two and not even close to being what Tony Pollard is. I think, as we talked about, Tony Pollard is the X factor and the emergence of what TP has been for the Cowboys have really put the Cowboys in the position that they are this year. Yeah, I think the problem with Derrick Henry's lack of backup is that that lack of backup role is literally a pass-protecting and third-down route role. It's not anything to do with carrying the football Mm. uh, because Dontrell Hilliard has played in 12 games this year. He's got 21 receptions and only 22 carries. And he is leading the Titans in pass catching touchdowns which is ridiculous do you do uh, you did you hear that will yeah the nice. backup running back is yeah. leading the tennessee titans in passing receiving touchdowns yeah yeah four he's like he's got four that's it and so and he hadn't played in how long uh it's been a three he's missed three games um, and, and it sounds like it's it's, it's derrick henry or a bust from a, a rushing standpoint yes Yes, it's if they're going to run the football, they give it to Derrick Henry because Derrick's got 312 carries. Uh, Hilliard's got 22. Haskins has 11. And then you got the quarterbacks in there. Each of them got some, you know, some carries. Yeah, yeah. There and there. you wonder why he's hurt. Like you, you cannot do that anymore in the league. You can't have your guy carry the ball 300-something times with three games left. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's all they have. I mean, like, that's all they have. And Derrick Henry is so great that he can win, single-handedly win games, but he can't win games against the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, those type of teams. He can't do that in a row. And ultimately, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. I got two more. Uh, but I, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I agree with DJ on the 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 caller there on the philosophy moving forward without Zeke. If you can get that seventy five percent production at ninety percent less the cost, that's sign me up all day long, all day and tomorrow. Uh, and and again, that's no because people will try to clip things up. Oh, this guy hates Zeke. No, I don't. It's just we're using <laughs> common sense here. Uh, and I understand the audio situation, so we're, we're we're I'm working through that. This is the first time I've we've done this, so just bear with us for a second. Uh, let's get, uh, I want to, want to end with D shift, but let's get four, six, nine on the horn. I, I think this might be Mr. Ronnie, but, uh, bear with me, Mr. Ronnie. Go ahead. What's going on? Those headphones. Hello. Hello. No, it's not Mr. Ronnie. Okay. I'm, I don't really have a question. Just quick comments. I think the first thing that needs to happen is it needs to be traded. Uh, I feel like they can get some draft picks out of that. I feel like they need to let Malik Davis kind of run a little bit, see what he's working with. And I also feel like they need to draft the top quarterback to sit on the bench for a while and just learn from Dak. And I feel like Dallas can have success in the future. That's my thoughts. All right. Is Cooper Rush not enough? A couple comments there. Can you trade Zeke? Zach, or Austin, do you still have that up? Uh, the contract, yeah. I mean, I'll but who's but quick. who's trading for him? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's as can you trade Zeke? Like literally, yeah, he's got a, he's got him. a lot a lot of money left. Yeah, he's, got, he's like, got isn't he four more 20, years? Yeah, twenty twenty six. I'm not. Sure. Yeah, and his base salaries are ten point nine, ten flat, fifteen four, and sixteen six. Yeah, so the true. out is cutting him; it's not trading him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's the hard part. I think, you know, in a perfect world, yeah, you'd love to trade him and get a six-round pick or four, whatever the, the pick would be, the compensation. But it's just a lot of baggage, a lot of, you know, money that comes with Zeke. And then... Yeah, you have to restructure in order yeah. to trade, and it's just too messy. The, the clean cut who, is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, because who's going to want to acquire the Zeke contract and then the Zeke... Mileage. My yeah, I was that, I was trying to figure out yeah mileage right. That's just a lot. Yeah, and the other question or, or statement was the Cowboys should draft a quarterback to sit behind Dak. I, I'm not opposed to that if it's day three. I, I just don't like wasting premium picks. Dak's your franchise guy for at least in, you know for a long. What, time. What's wrong with Cooper Rush? Um, he's a free agent. Maybe maybe somebody saw the first four games and think that he's you know a quality quarterback to start, and maybe they pay him more money than the Cowboys want to pay. But yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not on the team after this year, contract contractually. That's fair. All right, we got one more, uh, and it's uh, one of our good callers here, D. Schiff. Uh, let me switch over and get D. Schiff in. Hey, what's going on, Scott? Um, man, I think there's a real simple solution as far as looking at the Pollard thing. Um, I think currently right now you're not really play, uh, paying a playmaker, so to say. I think Michael Gallup's getting like middle of the pack wide receiver money, you know. Um, so when you talk about paying Pollard, you're kind of like the Le- Le'Veon Bell situation back in the day. He's kind of the reason like that uh, that pay kind of spiked because he wanted to get paid as a receiver more than a running back, right? But he ended up taking kind of the money that he was kind of not wanting. So I think guys are kind of getting paid in that middle range. And uh, I think you're getting Pollard as a playmaker and not just a running back. Um, so I don't think you really have to uh, feel guilty about paying uh, Zeke and uh, Pollard as much as you're paying because you're not really paying a wide receiver like talking about, you know. And I think CD's won a situation where I think he's going to want to prove one more year that he can put up those number one receivers so he can really go to uh, try to break the bank. Uh versus trying to, uh, you know, get paid with, you know, with uh, his third year in his rookie contract. Um, but I, I think hopefully with tonight's game, we can just come out real healthy. I think that's the key point of uh, playing the Titans, even though they're not uh, playing, um, you know, a lot of their starters. Uh, you know, just try to come out healthy, uh, get your pass rush and your uh, running game a little more kind of momentum. Um, but that's about it, bro. Uh, sit back and listen. Uh, that is that is a very good point there. The, the number one thing to come out this game is health. Win or lose, honestly, you, you just don't want to be going into the to to the next week or playoffs down somebody in essentially. I hate to say it, kind of a meaningless game. I, I'd hate that for both sides. I both mean, sides, the Titans right. can't get afford to you know Burks can't go down, Robert Woods can't go down, Chig can't go down. They can't afford anymore, and neither can the Cowboys. And look, this is a unique matchup, right? I think that's why they put it on prime time is that they don't play consistently there is no rivalry it's more of a handshake and i think tonight you just want the handshake leave go back to respective sides your respective conferences and see what can happen uh you know down the road in the next couple of weeks yeah i'm with that i did see this from uh tom pelicero about 30 minutes ago uh on nfl network derrick henry with a hip isn't expected to play tonight the status of tony pollard with a thigh very much in doubt too we could see hassan haskins versus zeke elliott 
on Thursday night football to kick off your fantasy football championship weekend. <laughs> so that I'm not a fancy football guy, but I do find some irony and some uh, entertainment value in the cross conference play in week 17, where teams don't have a lot to play for because in fantasy leagues, you always try to avoid that last week of the season for this reason. Now it's happening in the second to last game because divisional games in the year, I do find it curious to see if the fantasy industry adjusts to that. Can I just say this? And we all love football. I don't mind more football, but it was fine. You didn't need to add six, 17 games in, in another playoff spot. And are we seeing that right now? Like, look what's happening in the league. This is just just silliness, man. You messed up a perfectly good thing, you know. My lady's I, you, I hate it because seventeen. Like now, I got, I can't go eight and eight. You right. can't you can't be eight and eight. And so well, that's my good mind, though. You're either a winning team or a losing team. I think that's good. There's no eight and eight, no five hundred. No, I'm talking well, about like just talking through it, right? My brain is registered for twelve and four. Not no. twelve and I know, five. I know Jason Garrett's like, well, why couldn't we have seventeen games when I was going eight and eight? And y'all couldn't call me Mister Five Hundred. You know, maybe I'd be <laughs> nine and nine and eight or something like that. But nope, 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 Mister Eight and Eight. Jeff Fisher's the same way. Yeah. Uh, former coach of the Titans. He was, yeah. So here, well, I got I got one more thing because I saw this yesterday. I got to ask you: Are you pro T O or oh, oh no T O? <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is, so, this is ridiculous nowadays, man. Like, you, you, why, why are legitimate members of the media running with this thing? On Seriously, 49-year-old man, he probably calling Jerry Jones just to see if he can get invited to his house or something. He's not, he's not signing with the Cowboys. I'm oh no T.O. all the way. Get him out of here. He's probably calling Jerry to see to get on his AARP plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's share some damn insurance information. I, I'd love to see it happen. <laughs> just, oh, be a, a total oh I would too. I would yeah, love man, to be, see it happen just for the sheer soap opera. Yeah. Right. I, but I uh, pride myself on not talking about the foolishness and the nonsense on my show. They would force me to talk about that if they signed T.O. And I'd be sick. sick. Yeah. Sorry about that. I forced you to talk about it for three seconds. No, nah, that was fun. That was a fun one, though. <laughs> I just don't think, you know, T.O. might be able to run fast. But can he cut? Can he jump? Like, what's it? You know, the power is the thir- first thing to go when it gets old, old age there. Oh, he's 49 years old. You remember when T.O. was in that that hyper chamber thing? He's going to get hit one time across the middle and be right back in that hyper chamber. You're 49, <laughs> sir. This is this is football. You know, this ain't it's a lot easier to look like that, not perform like exactly. that. Exactly. Right? For yeah. all that, you might as well go sign Shannon Sharp. Nobody look. He's 50 something years old. Nobody look like Shannon Sharp, but he ain't out right? there taking hits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got other he's got other problems dealing with Skip every day. Oh man, it's my would, you, turn. Would, would Shannon it's rather get hit or deal? <laughs> yeah, would Shannon That's rather good. get hit or deal with Skip all, all day long? I, you know, the pay is better for what he's doing now. I'm guessing. Yes, I deal with Skip and him. But anyway, go ahead, man. <laughs> uh, no, I got uh, one thing because this is you know we're doing this multi-stream show. Do you have a good feeling about the rest of the season for the Dallas Cowboys? Are you optimistic? Do you feel good? Can you feel it in your bones that I'm not going to sit here and say that this could be the year, but this is a great opportunity. Do you feel that or are you skeptical? Do you have that kind of, you know, that cowboy brain of, oh, no, we're going to lose. 
what's your state of mind? There's always that that doubt haunting you from PTSD is what I call it, but it's really just PTSD in general. Um, however, I definitely feel that there is an opportunity because in this go, it's crazy how this is spinning the block here. At the beginning of the season, not even the beginning of the season, back in like March, when we all thought that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers were not going to be in the NFC, we're like, hey, this is your shot. This is your chance. Then they came back and it was like, God damn. But now that they're back, they may not even be a factor. Now, I know Aaron Rodgers isn't eliminated yet, but even if he does, the Packers really a factor. You may not see them, right? Tom Brady, that team is terrible. Week one, Cowboys, and week one, Tampa is not the same. Uh, and he'll probably get in, but nonetheless, they're, they're not the same team. So you still may be going through a field of Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, maybe Geno Smith, Brock Purdy. You're, you're going to go through an entirely different field. So this is the time to seize the opportunity, seize the moment. Carpe diem, right? Seize the day. I do, I do have some excitement that, you know, if we get into that field, I think you have one of the, the best teams, if not the best quarterback, in that field. So there's that, but there's also 30 years. So I have to sit back and say, prove it to me. Prove it to me. I can't come on here and rah-rah and yada yada. Prove it to me. Go out here and win a couple games, man. Prove it to me. That's all. I think beating the Eagles in Dallas last week is going to go a long way. I think that was – because that was – a even though Jalen Hurts didn't play – the Cowboys prove that they can compete with those type of – because the Eagles are good. I mean, nobody's doubting that, right? But a showdown in the playoffs, Dallas in Philly, NFC Championship game, Divisional Championship game, I don't care. That that gives me – oh, my blood starts to rush. Now, that is NFL playoff football. Yeah. See, now add T.O. to the mix. Add T.O. <laughs> in the playoffs in Philly, and let's go have a have a game. <laughs> oh man terrible crazy guy oh we'll wrap it up on that <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not i'm not going in on to any longer <laughs> all right guys well, hey this was really fun uh I, I you know hopefully we'll have more opportunities to do this as a to z continues to grow you know will you guys do a great job over there every day Thank you, uh looking forward to tonight titans hosting the cowboys at nissan stadium uh, thank you to all of our sponsors. You guys see them right there on the screen uh, for our A to Z National Morning Show and also Will's Morning Show with A to Z Dallas. Appreciate all of our partners there. Will, you and Jesse live 615 for pregame yes, uh, tonight. Yes, indeed, man. And, come, uh, come, come, come yeah. check us out, man. Like like Jesse likes to say, we're like Braille, man. You feel us when we speak in the pregame, halftime, and postgame. So come through. Zach and I will be live 645. We're 30 minutes before kickoff. So 645 for our Nashville uh, Titans pregame halftime and post game. But uh, look, this is a lot of fun. Thanks for everybody for jumping on here from both sides of the stream. And uh, hopefully we can do this again more. Indeed, man. Appreciate you guys coming through. This was definitely uh, a lot of fun. Maybe you get a showdown in the Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe you come back and do it again. You know, you just never know. Malik Willis, save the day. <laughs> Beat the die hard. Never die hard. Right? We got a Willis. There you go. All right, man. We out of here. Love